Good morning, and welcome to More Than a Few Words, a marketing podcast for small business owners. My name is Lorraine Ball, and I help small businesses become big businesses. And this morning, you guys are in for a really lively conversation. Um, actually, I'm not in the studio, but in the studio, we have Randy Clark from TKO Graphics. Good morning, Randy. Good, good morning, Lorraine. So why are you avoiding me? <laughs> You know that whole getting paid to be somewhere else every now and then you got to do it. But you're in very good hands because I Allison is sitting in with you. Good morning, Allison. Good morning, boss. And managing the Twitter stream this morning because Allison is going to be playing host is our own Peter. So if you guys have not met Peter, be sure to do a shout out on Twitter. Tag it with MTFW and say hey to P Wolfram. Um, as you're asking questions or commenting on the conversation. And Peter will be managing that Twitter conversation for the duration of our half hour, so make sure to direct any comments or questions um, at Roundpeg on Twitter, or again, use the hashtag MTSW. We'd also love to have you call in and join our conversation. That call in is 805-285-9865. I know that there is nothing that Randy loves more than audience participation, so please do him a favor and call in and talk to us. We're actually talking today about a topic that Randy and I have actually been presenting on recently. Yeah. And that is bridging the digital divide, the importance of taking your online networking offline. But before we get too far down that path, Randy, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, Randy Clark. My handle on Twitter is at Randy Clark TKO. Work with TKO Graphics. Director of Communications, which is a longer title than the president of the company, so I think I'm very important that way. Uh, we do uh, large format graphics. Uh, we wrapped about 30,000 vehicles last year, and we do banners and signs, and that's my elevator pitch. Very good. And it is very important to have an elevator pitch because you are all about face-to-face -face networking, and you're kind of a a recent convert to social networking really for its ability to dovetail into face-to-face -face networking. Is that right? It is. It is. It, yeah, I set up my uh, Twitter account in 2000, June of 2010. Facebook after that, and you know how much I use Facebook. <laughs> so Actually, it goes back to uh, MySpace for my band back in uh, the earlier in the century. So. But really what you're passionate about, though you love the social media stuff, is you love getting to know people on a personal level and, and taking those connections into the real world. Is that right? I do. I, I, you know, uh, I think it's an advantage for me. I get a kick out of helping people. Um, and uh, I, I was starting to share with you before we got on air this week. Last week I was out at a uh, milestone event for a manufacturer that we have partnered with before. And they recently, they had people up from Georgia that were in their marketing and recently delved into social media. So uh, Nancy Jerriel from Tico and I uh, were just happy than could be that uh, give them some advice and offer to help and direction with social media. And that's pretty much what we talked about. Well, they reached out to me a few days later, later and said, oh, by the way, we didn't know you did pylon and channel signs. We're, we want to rebrand every operation that we have in the country. So you, you never know who you're talking to. But I think you start with offering help. Absolutely, and I think that's definitely something that holds true whether you're, you're on social media, whether you're just talking to people on Twitter, yeah. or whether you're at a Chamber of Commerce event or a Rainmakers event or something like that, and you're meeting people for the first time. 
So when you're meeting someone for the first time, how do you like to even get things started? You know, for a lot of us who spend our days on social media, getting those connections in the real world can, can seem kind of scary. We don't have that protection of a computer screen. We don't have time to think out our responses in detail. How do you get the ball rolling? Well, the first thing you have to do is commit to actually meeting people face-to-face -face networking, whether you search out the networking events um, that are in your area, uh, you reach out to somebody and meet them one-on-one -on -one at, at Starbucks, um, or you introduce yourself to somebody uh, in a company that you work with or within your company that you haven't met. And then I think it's that simple. Of course, I'm pretty verbose. Yeah. No. I'm going to step back and do an aside here. One of the great things that I really enjoy about presenting with Allison is that there's a slight age difference, so we have different perspectives there. I have shoes older than she is. Um, but I'm an extrovert, so when you ask me how do I meet with people, it's just natural for me to come up and just gab with them while you're... I'm very much an introvert. And if you are that introvert, uh, it, there's some protection with social media, but you know what? It's okay to walk up to somebody and say, hi, I'm Randy Clark. What brought you here today? Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm Randy Clark. How could I help you? It, except don't say you're Randy Clark. Right. So that, that, that would be my first advice. Thing. I just walk up and say, hi, how can I help you? You make it sound really you know, easy. It but, is. But <laughs> it's easy. For an extrovert. Yeah. For, an, for an extrovert, for someone who, who's been doing this for a while, who, who spent his entire life really forming relationships and making friendships and personal and business connections, right. but for maybe some of those of us who maybe aren't as gregarious, or for those of us who do like that protective shell that social networking gives, how can social networking actually make that, that real-world networking part easier? Well, you can actually get to know somebody, reach out, learn more about people uh, more than you can with that, that, that quick face-to-face, -face, which is important. I, you know, that, as I've said before, I think we'd have to ask the anthropologist why it's so important to look someone in the eye and, and, and meet with them face-to-face. -face. But you can go from the safety of social media, you can learn a lot about people. And you can also, that's something that I don't think about, but I know it's important to you, and also make sure that you're doing something that, it, that is safe. Absolutely. I think there are considerations there. But Lorraine, why don't you chime in here because I know that you, you literally wrote the book on face-to-face -face networking a, a few years ago, but you're also now a, uh, a student of social media. So kind of talk about how you've seen the networking world shift in the past five years. Well, I think one of the coolest things that I've seen that's changed is I can go to the networking event sort of with introductions already made. And I think particularly, Allison, for someone like you who's an introvert, meeting someone on social media and then walking into a networking event and saying, hi, I'm Lorraine, we've talked on Twitter, totally changes the conversation. It immediately kind of breaks the ice in a way that um, you couldn't do in the old days. Don't you think, Randy? I'm sitting here shaking my head in an affirmation. I, I wasn't certain if you could see me do that or not. Yeah, and <laughs> Alice and I are, are an example. You know, uh, what, if you look at us, oh my, my goodness, you can, you can see what we don't have in, in common way before you see anything that we have in common. If you probably just talk to us a little bit on the side, you'd, you'd again see a lot of differences. 
But through Twitter, we found out how much we did have in common. And we both liked writing, and we both, there was a lot of things that we both liked. So when we did meet face-to-face, -face, it was, oh, hi, Allison, which I felt that I knew her well enough to offer a hug, but she was, she was a handshake to begin with. So. Yeah, Allison is not a hugger. One of the best things about social media is that there is no hugging involved in social media. That's one of my favorite parts. But I do think that one of its great, one of its great strengths is the ability to let you see the whole person. I think that so often when we go to face-to-face -face networking events, whether those are chamber events or you know women's networking events or whatever the case may be, we're so focused on selling ourselves, on pushing our business, on achieving our goals that we forget that ultimately, and this is a line of Lorraine's that I'm shamefacedly stealing, um, people do business with people that they like. People don't do business with Facebook corporations. And so when we get to know each other on a personal level, when we get to find those similarities instead of looking at those differences, that's when real business gets done. And I, and I, and I agree. And I think I'm going to go off of, of the side of stuff you said, Lorraine, I'd like your opinion. Allison mentioned that when we meet face-to-face, -face, we're so focused on what we're trying to accomplish for ourselves or in our organizations. And I think that's where the focus is misplaced. I have done so much better networking when I wasn't focused on my company, but on how, again, back to what I could do to help somebody else, who I could connect them with, what was the number one thing they were trying to get out of this. And for example, the the one last week, I didn't talk about signs to them at all. I talked about how I could help them with some of the new things they were doing. And because they liked the person, Randy Clark, that was just reached out to help, and, 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 and our company doesn't do anything as far as um, charging somebody for social media or teaching social media. It's all because we like doing it. So I think if you take that focus from what can – I almost killed Kennedy's one. Uh, what can you do for my company instead of uh, what I can do for you? I think you'll get more out of it. Randy, right? I think I think you're abs Randy, I think you're absolutely right about that. I, um, back when I first started the business and I started teaching classes on networking, my favorite analogy was the, the tennis match and the idea that in a tennis match you want the ball to go back and forth across the net and you lose if the ball stays on your side of the net too long. In networking, it's about conversation. It's about, so Randy, what do you do? Who do you work with? And, and not just talking about yourself. And so learning that behavior on social media for a lot of people, discovering that they make much more progress when they ask questions rather than continually pushing their message out, I think helps them when they get in a face-to-face -face environment because they're sort of preconditioned to listen and to ask questions rather than simply broadcast because that doesn't work in social. And it, and it doesn't work well face-to-face. -face. That's a fantastic point, and one that I hadn't even really thought about, social media as a training ground, really, for face-to-face -face networking, because a lot of the same principles do apply. What do you think, Randy? I think that social networking has made me a better person and helped me with exactly that. I, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the areas that I'm working on improvement is my lack of, is my inattentiveness. 
I can have a tendency to drift off and start thinking about what I'm going to say and stop listening. And I think it's social media has helped me do that. So when you meet face-to-face, -face, take those same skills and, and you know, Allison and, and some other people have said, oh, gosh, I'm an introvert. I don't like doing this. How do I do it? Ask about others. You know, don't offer to help people. Don't talk too much about yourself. Maybe the 30-second elevator pitch. Concentrate on active listening. And, Lorraine, as, as you said, ask questions. Ask open-ended questions to gather information. Who, what, when, where, why, and how. You know, one of the things about the questions that I always do when I'm face-to-face -face is, you know, if you're in a room with a lot of people and you want to figure out who you should really be having conversations with, if you ask questions about who do they work with and what kind of projects are they working on, you learn an awful lot about people very quickly if you shut up and listen. You very quickly figure out, is this somebody that I want to do business with or get to know more? And in social media, you have the opportunity to sort of sit back and observe. Taking that same observation skill into a face-to-face -face event will be much more productive. Absolutely, and if you do have that foundation in the digital space, then you're able to really tailor your conversations to be more effective when you do meet in the real world, rather than kind of blindly stabbing in the dark trying to figure out who the other person is and what they're about. You already have this wealth of background information. And for someone who's an introvert, and introverts tend to prefer in-depth, one-on-one conversations rather than kind of um, the free-flowing, flitting social butterfly thing that I love, you know, my boss, the extrovert, loves to do, <laughs> I find that it really does help to focus those conversations. And so you can get a lot more accomplished in a short period of time. I thought it was really uh, agreed and agreed. I thought it was really interesting when we, uh, when Alice and I did the networking from online to offline with the Richmond Social Media Group, the breakfast. Great group, by the way. Fantastic group. If you ever get a chance to, to get over to Richmond, um, it's only about an hour and a half drive. Definitely encourage you to go check those people out. They're doing some great things. And we, we talked about everything that we're talking about here. We, we went into a little bit, but not too much detail of how to use the basic social networks, Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook, and then what to do, taking it offline, and how to find networking events. And then we, we had everybody stand up, and we had numbered uh, uh, some, uh, some flyers that we passed out. We had all the odd numbers switch tables with somebody else and had everybody turn to somebody, introduce themselves, and say, hi, how can I help you? And Allison, what happened? I was completely blown away by the response. We couldn't get them to shut up. We couldn't, we couldn't get the reins of the seminar back at the end of it because people were having such a great time. They were so engaged. They were making such great connections. It was almost like no one had ever given them permission to just mm -hmm. listen before. Permission and a real simple how to. Mm -hmm. And then we took it. We actually did have to stop that conversation, took it to a, um, a deeper connection, uh, and have everybody reach out and say, who would you like to meet? And the same result. Absolutely. We kind of we kind of use that LinkedIn principle of a second connection. Who who do you know who knows someone that you'd like to meet? And Lorraine, I actually I think I've heard you speak on this idea before, the whole six degrees of separation. You know, uh the I think it I think with digital media it's now much closer than six degrees of separation. Um 
the uh, statistics I've seen, they used to say, you know, everybody on LinkedIn had about 100 connections. Now what you're seeing is the average person's got about 300. And so every time you meet one person and you meet them at a networking event, if you think they're a potential business connection, if you meet them face-to-face, bring them online. Invite them to connect on LinkedIn because when they do, they're going to bring 300 friends with them. And so suddenly, um, in the city of Indianapolis, there is, I, I probably have about 2,500, 2,700 connections on LinkedIn. I'm a pretty open networker. But as a result, um, there isn't a single company in this city that I don't know somebody. It may not necessarily be the exact person I want, but I know someone who can make an introduction, and a lot of that is crossing back and forth between online and offline and online and offline. Right, and what we're not saying here, I don't want anyone to think that we're not saying in here that either that, that social media isn't important or that face-to-face -face networking isn't important. They both have to be there, and they both have to be in balance, and you really can't let either one of them get too far out of whack. You really need to have both of them fueling each other, and I think that's really the big takeaway from them. I, I think you're, you're dead on. There was a network, and it has kind of fallen by the wayside, but for a few years there was a network in Indy called Smaller Indiana. And what made Smaller Indiana work was the first 1,000 people who connected online got together offline. And the connections grew and got stronger, and then they went back online. And this was a group of people who got into the habit of saying, hey, I met you in smaller Indiana. Why don't we go have coffee? And that network has changed subsequently. But that idea, Randy, don't, don't you find that when you meet someone and you've had a couple of conversations, do you frequently um, kind of go to that next step of saying, hey, let's meet face-to-face? -face? I do, every opportunity I can, you bet. And, and, and that, that fits my personality, but I also think it's important, you know, taken with a grain of salt, that I can't meet my friends in Tel Aviv or in London or you know, people that are, are not far or too far away, and I still want to have, make connections with them with social media. But with the advent of other social networks like mm -hmm. Skype, which we're using to run this call right now, like uh, FaceTime, like uh, Google Plus Hangouts, even even distance and geography are becoming less and less of a barrier every day. I think to, just a, a little off the subject because I do that. Um, one of the things that Allison brought out when we were putting this presentation together was reconnecting with people that from your past. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't always you don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's not always that you have to meet somebody new. As a matter of fact, I think you guys have some success from from doing that. Yeah, why don't you tell that story, Lorraine? Um. And actually, I have two, because I'll keep them short. But the first one is um, I put up just a little post on LinkedIn uh, about some of our social media work. And one of the people who saw my comment was my former boss. And Sherry had just taken a new job at a large insurance company, and they were looking for someone to put together a social media program. And uh, last year, our single biggest client was as a result of Sherry seeing one comment that I put on LinkedIn. Um, this trip to uh, Seattle to do this presentation was also a direct result of staying in touch with people that I have not worked with in 10 and 12 years 
one of them reached out and said, "Hey, I, I, I saw that you still that you do social media and you're still doing training. Will you come out and do a program?" Absolutely. I, I really think that that's something that people ignore, that we don't realize how valuable every person in our life is on some level. I actually had a, had a kind of a funny story about this yesterday. I got a Facebook message from a girl I went to high school with. hadn't seen her in, in, since I graduated back in 05. Was that a good thing or was that a stalker? No, it was a good thing. It was okay. a girl that I liked. We were, we, were, we were in show choir together. We didn't know each other real well. She was right. a year younger than I was, but we were friendly. And um, she messaged me on Facebook and said, weirdest thing, I saw someone retweet your tweet about the social media survey. I had no idea you were in social media. I'm in social media up in Chicago. What are you up to these days? I'll be there. Someone I hadn't even Facebook messaged, not even wished her happy birthday in, in five years, and yet here we were reconnecting and finding out that we shared the same profession. So it's not always about meeting new people. Sometimes it's just about looking back and seeing who the people that you've known have become. I want to I want to tie back to something Allison said a second ago too, is that we're not saying that social media or face to face aren't important, but whenever possible, that combined they're more effective. And the best example that I have, and I've run it into the ground, was the, the presentation I did at uh, uh, Ben last year. TKO's almost two million dollar customer was somebody that we met online, started a conversation online and then went, uh, drove over to St. Louis and uh, met face-to-face. And I don't think had we done, had we left out any part of that, we would not have had the opportunity to connect that we did. And you actually feel so strongly about, about the importance of face-to-face networking that you've actually started something that I like to think is kind of becoming a little movement. Why don't you talk about the friend up and how that got started? Friend up? Well, it's, it's, it's started all on its own. Um, I happen to agree with uh, my friend Kyle Lacey that at times we need to be a little creepy, meaning to reach out to people and promote something that we're passionate about. And whether that's uh, an initiative you have with a not-for-profit or your latest blog post that uh, you think is important or whatever it is. And I, I don't even remember what it was. It was probably my greatest blog post I've ever written, which is whichever the latest one was. Um, and I sent an email and some DMs to different friends. And uh, one group, I even sent a, a group email. How how rude is that? Say, hey, read this if you like it. I love your comment and your RTs, etc. And somebody, I think it was Nikki Laycox was, and maybe and Beth Ann Butterman were the first to reach out and say, hey, you know what? We haven't met all these people we'd like to meet. So we met. That's been over a year ago. We meet once a month. It's a small group. Uh, there's no hashtag. I think we hashtagged it once, maybe. It's a real simple idea. Each of us comes in with one or two areas where we might use some help, advice, or guidance, and the group, the group brainstorms and jams on it and comes up with ideas to help the people. And we've had some successes. I, I believe some people have found jobs as a result of, of this group. Is that they, right? They have. And I believe that some business has been transacted as a result. Certainly, we got together, and we never would have done our presentation um, with, without those events, which I attend fairly religiously. Yeah. So, you know, it, it doesn't have to be anything fancy taking these relationships online. It doesn't. This isn't. Yeah, this certainly isn't. This is, I'm a pretty crappy facilitator sometimes, you know, let's tell the truth. I mean, pretty much all that this involves, I think, is sometimes if you know a restaurant's going to be busy, call and reserve a couple tables. I think that's the extent of the planning. Uh-huh. 
So, you know, it's just, it's a simple thing. It's just a group of people getting together who are willing to, to listen more than they talk and to genuinely try to help each other. No, I think Bobby Garner, Richmond uh, Social Media and uh, Bella Marketing picked up on that and talked about starting some small groups there just to yeah, there's no reason. brainstorm. I think that Randy would love it if he stole this idea and started one in your city, start another Do one it. here in Indy. Um, the idea is free. We dare you to. It's a friend up. Just a few of you that have things in common. The common things that we had is that uh, we were a, a group of people in different industries that all were in social media, like to help people, you could see us, and we're all extremely attractive. <laughs> okay, I, okay I, I'm, I'm going to jump in here. Uh, just because I, I'm, I'm going to let that last comment, Randy, of your, you know, the, the whole very attractive thing just sort of hang in the air, uh, if that's okay. What you missed, though, was Allison actually choked on her Diet Coke. It was great. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, I'm sitting here and I'm reading the Twitter stream while you guys are talking, and um, uh, it's sort of a, an interesting commentary on this whole back and forth on and offline. Um, Allison, clearly one of the most popular things on Twitter today is your comment where you said that um, uh, the best thing about social media is there's no hugging. Um, several people have retweeted that. But but there is one question, and um, Randy, I'm going to let you uh, take this one. It's um, is it harder for? I mean, we talk about how networking is hard for introverts, but the question is, is it harder for extroverts um, to listen? Because it's it's, it's hard for introverts. To, it's hard for introverts to talk. But Robbie Slaughter asked the question: Is it hard for us extroverts to listen? Well, uh, Robbie was hi, Robbie. Robbie was at, at the office at TKL last week, and he knows uh, from first-hand experience that uh, yeah, I'm not a real good listener. So I don't know if that's in general for extroverts. I know for me, and again, I'm serious when I say inattentiveness, which is rude, is something I'm working on to improve in myself. So yeah, and I think social media has helped me with that some. If I could jump in, I'm not an expert on this by any stretch of the imagination. There are some people on Twitter who I know are, so if they're listening, please chime in. I don't think please. extrovertedness has anything to do with listening ability. It's purely a matter. Introvertedness and extrovertedness, we can do a whole show on that and how misunderstood that whole kettle of worms is, kettle of, worms, kettle of fish is. But I think at the end of the day, extrovertedness or introvertedness is just about where you get your energy from and how you like to interact with people. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure that it necessarily has anything to do with listening skills. Um, so that that would kind of be my comment there. I've known some extroverts who are great listeners, and I've known some introverts who are all about themselves. So Interesting. We are about out of time for this week. I think it's been a really fun conversation, and I hope that you guys listening have enjoyed it. Um, Randy and I will actually be giving our full-length presentation again coming up in April. April 19th, I And that's going to be at the Muncie yes. Social Media uh -huh. Club. Yeah. Um, so you can find out details of that online. We will certainly be releasing them as we have more of them as we get into the spring. Call to action. Yes. Okay. Make a commitment to go network. And again, whether it's meeting up face-to-face -face with somebody for coffee or, or getting online and looking at Eventbrite and seeing what's in your area within your own interest. And then 
walk up to one person and say, hi, I'm so-and-so, how can I help you? It's that simple. Start the conversation. It really is that easy, guys. Randy, if people want to start the conversation with you, how do they do that? Where do they uh, find you online? Twitter. Randy Clark, Yep. And then they can find the company's website is TKO Graphics, graphics with an X yep. dot com. Yeah, thanks Toys R Us for me explaining that every single day. G R A P H I X. Yes. So uh, we hope that you've enjoyed this learning. You have any final thoughts? Um, uh, no, but if you guys want to know more about marketing, networking, social media, face-to-face -face networking, be sure to check out our blog at more than a few uh, at www.roundpeg.biz. Um, big shout out to Allison who ran the call today. I think she did an awesome job. I may travel more often. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening. <laughs>